With WXPR News, I'm John Burton reporting. Right now, no counties in Wisconsin have their snowmobile trails open. Some ATV clubs in Vilas County are requesting the county to change its rules so that ATVs can fill a gap left by snowmobilers this winter. WXPR's Katie Thorson spoke with the County Parks and Recreation Supervisor about the issue. Vilas County has not been able to open its snowmobile trails at all this winter due to the lack of snow and cold temperatures. Tourist organizations in the region say this unwinter-like season is costing the local economy millions of dollars. Some ATV clubs are asking the county to let them open their shared trails to ATV use. Vilas County Parks and Recreation Supervisor Todd Bierman estimates there are roughly 50 miles of trails that allow snowmobiles, ATVs, and other user groups. But county ordinance doesn't allow for snowmobiles and ATVs to use them during the same time of year. It just goes by season by season. The ATV trails close October 31st. They won't open until after frost out and everything dries up. And then um, we kind of switch the shared trails over to the snowmobile clubs to take care of, um, usually you know December through um, end of March. Part of that reason is so that ATVs don't rut the trails. Some places have found a way around that. Neighboring Iron County allows ATV use on many snowmobile trails, but only when the temperature is below 30 degrees. But it dropped that restriction when it closed mixed-use trails to snowmobiles and opened them to ATVs and UTVs at the beginning of the month due to the lack of snow. Bierman says there's a lot of logistics to work out to make it happen in Vilas County. We have some issues of if we allow them on the shared trails, there's a lot of trails that are just snowmobile-only trails that come off of them. How are we going to keep the users from going on those trails because it's marked as a trail for snowmobile and not ATV at the time? In a letter to Bierman and the Parks and Recreation Committee, the Landover ATV-UTV Club said they were only asking for permission on snowmobile trails that allow ATVs other times of year. They wouldn't operate if the conditions allowed for snowmobiling. Bierman plans to meet with clubs this week to start talking through the logistics and what an ordinance change might look like. In the meantime, he reminds riders to stay off the snowmobile trails. For WXPR News, I'm Katie Thorson. The Tomahawk School District is considering reapportioning their district. It's had the same district apportionment for over 50 years, so the same areas have always had the same number of representatives on the school board. There are four representatives for the city of Tomahawk, even though the city's population has fallen by 16 percent since the model was created. Areas with population growth have not been able to increase their representatives on the school board. David Long is the treasurer of the Tomahawk School District. We think it makes a lot of sense. We think the models that we're looking at obviously make a lot of sense, and they're going to provide for a lot better, more equitable representation throughout the district. Um, but again, we just want to make sure everybody's on board before we make any change. The board won't vote on a new model until September. In the meantime, they're hosting several public meetings and analyzing the impacts of different model options. So far, Long says the committee has gravitated toward a model called the 333 model. So that basically parses the district up into three different areas, um, and then there will be three representatives for each area. That way, um, we can stagger the election cycle so that in any given year, one of the seats for that area is up for re-election. That will allow for somebody to run for election every year, no matter where they live. On March 14th, the Tomahawk School District is holding a special meeting on reapportionment plans. Wisconsin is seeing a glaring lack of snow and lake ice this winter. 
The new report underscores how climate trends are leading to diminished ice seasons on the Great Lakes. Mike Mullen has more. Findings issued by the nonprofit Climate Central note that all five lakes have experienced a decades-long decrease in ice cover with the strongest trend on Lake Superior. It says Superior's frozen lake coverage has diminished by roughly 30 percent since 1973. Melissa Whithelm with the Midwestern Regional Climate Center says conditions can vary from year to year, but the long-term trend creates too much uncertainty. And so it's making people want to know how much are we actually going to get this year? Are we going to be able to build that ice back? The report's authors say shrinking ice coverage and fewer frozen days have a ripple effect on outdoor recreation, educational activities, and ecosystem health. Shipping seasons might be extended, but the lack of ice potentially leads to lower water levels that in turn restrict that industry. These experts recommend the public pay attention to what's happening in hopes of creating more awareness. The report says the troubling data coincides with big increases in average winter temperatures across the Great Lakes region. Windhelm says it's no surprise what's happening in the air leads to trouble on the water. And so when you have warmer air temperatures leading to warmer water temperatures, that's going to slow down the speed that that ice develops. In trying to spur more interest, Windhelm says all this data is available to the public. She notes the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration has a strong presence in the Great Lakes. It is also monitoring all these different data points. I'm Mike Moen. The surprise retirement of a GOP congressman in a solidly Republican Wisconsin congressional district has potential candidates weighing a run, even as a former state lawmaker quickly jumped into the race. U.S. Representative Mike Gallagher announced on Saturday he won't run for a fifth term representing the 8th Congressional District in northeast Wisconsin. The abrupt move came just days after he angered his fellow Republicans by refusing to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. Just hours after Gallagher announced his retirement, former State Senator Roger Roth of Appleton announced his candidacy. A Republican consultant and a vocal Trump backer is also considering a run. New gun laws take effect today in Michigan on the one-year anniversary of a shooting at Michigan State University that claimed the lives of three students and left five in critical condition. The laws require background checks for all gun purchases and safe storage requirements. Red flag laws, also known as extreme risk protection orders, make it possible for guns to be removed from people threatening themselves or others. And domestic violence convictions bring an eight-year ban on gun possession. The legislation, drafted in response to the mass shooting at Oxford High School, passed after MSU and Oxford students rallied at the Capitol. For WXPR News, I'm John Burton reporting.